This week on The Pour Over, Joe and Dill discuss the first two episodes of Dead to Me, a newly released Netflix show about the comedic side of loss, grief, and forgiveness. Listen in as they share their thoughts on the new dark comedy, Dead to Me. Let's pour it all over. Hey friends, welcome to The Pour Over Podcast, hosted by myself, Dill, and Joe. Each week, we bring you our thoughts on a certain episode of a TV show, and most importantly, to chat about the very thing so many of us depend on each morning, coffee. This time, we're chatting about Dead to Me, a new TV comedy on Netflix, but before we get into all that, let's catch up with the Pour Over Boys. What's up, Joe? Hey, nothing much, man. Just uh, chilling, working through the week. It's a rainy day in Dayton, Ohio. Ooh. How you been, man? We, we had a bunch of rainy days here in Texas, but today was pretty nice. Okay, yeah. What, what's is is it getting is it getting warm now down in Dallas? Um, a little bit. It's not it's not crazy yet. It's not that crazy summer uh-huh. quite yet. I think because it was raining this week, I think it's kind of like you know like seventies or something. So mm-hmm. it's pretty good right now. Yeah, it's that coffee drinking weather, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's rainy so. and cold. Yeah, speaking of which, uh, how have your uh, brews been this week? Pretty good, pretty standard, nothing um, special, I guess, which is good. Like, I'm still drinking the, the Lemma coffee uh, from Peru, mm-hmm. and yeah, I'm, I've been liking it. And hmm. I think um, I think the Atmos is doing his job for the most part as a hmm. vacuum canister. Like I, I was brewing it today. And when I poured the water in for the bloom, there's still, like, gas escaping, like, bubbles and all that stuff, mm. which, after a little while, kind of goes away, but, I mean, it's still still staying relatively fresh. Yeah. So, nice. yeah, I mean, pretty good. I've just been brewing. I haven't really been buying cups of coffee at any shops or anything, so just kind of staying at home, brewing the V60, kind of my, my regular go-to routine. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what, what about you? Uh, pretty good, man. Um, brews have been, um, pretty solid this week. I just bought, bought a new bag of coffee. Um, okay. so right now I'm drinking, um, a blend called Bloom out of Deeper Roots. It's their springtime blend, I guess. And, um, it is a, I think it's a blend of Papua New Guinea and Ethiopian bean. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. You, you liking it? Uh, I just had it today for the first time. I did a, I did a uh, Hario, I mean, uh, a wave on it, and um, I just did like a little eight ounce cup. Thought it was pretty good. Um, I would use the word juicy as you use, use hey. in the past. Yeah, yeah, to describe it. Um, I say like juicy and bold. It was a very, okay. uh, yeah, it was like very, um, like had a, almost a thick mouthfeel. Um, mm. And it, you know, the the flavor notes on it are juicy apple, um, I think stone fruit and floral. All right. And it definitely has more that, um, yeah, I could definitely taste like the stone fruit, kind of the the darker fruitiness, and then the juiciness, I guess, from the juicy apple. Mm-hmm. I don't know how else you would describe an apple, like hella dry apple like it's hopefully <laughs> that's not in any coffee um but yeah. yeah it was it was pretty good nice yeah i was talking to someone else today uh oh i, I was talking to daniel you know friend of the show yeah. been on been on before shout outs yeah yeah i was telling him about the lemma because he's just asking what i've been drinking recently and i was telling him yeah like the thing that stands out to me is like that juicy body like it's 
hard to describe otherwise. Yeah, you just got to like, use that I don't know word. what makes it juicy, but it's just like when you drink it, you're like, oh, yeah, you know, it's like a hit of extra uh, refreshment or something. Mm. So it's, it's kind of hard to describe. But yeah, uh, I was talking to him a little bit about that. How did he respond when you use the words juicy body? Ooh, yeah, yeah, he, he, he liked that. He liked that? I don't know if I sp- specifically used <laughs> juicy and body together, but I said <laughs> it was juicy for sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he said he he he, he appreciates that too in mm. terms of body, mouthfeel, all, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Have you not, been... Not just your standard cup or, or however you might right. think of just, you know, normal, but mm. a little extra, I don't know, like burst of Zing. water or something I, I, it's like hard to describe other than just saying juicy i feel like yeah i, I don't know maybe like it, it kind of makes you pucker or like kind of salivate a little mm-hmm. bit uh mm-hmm. i think that's that's kind of the the feeling i guess that I, I might describe it with and also like it kind of like is i think another word that was on that um coffee compass was um mouth filling or something or like yeah I forgot what it was, but it's like, yeah, encompassing like your whole mouth. Like it just kind of really fills all the crevices and mm-hmm. yeah, just, yeah, very full body, full body. That's what it was. Full body. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, I'd be interesting to try this, you know, bloom with, uh, like as a cold brew as well. Um, uh, you okay, know, just yeah. cause summer's coming up, you know, it's getting a little hotter. Yeah. That might kind of be the move. Nice. I don't know if we might've talked about it before, but. You know, I, when I make cold coffee now, I'm I'm kind of into I think it's called Japanese iced coffee, hmm. where you brew the pour over over ice. Okay. As opposed to um, just doing the cold brew kind of steep for like however like a day or whatever. Hmm. But instead of doing that, you just brew your normal pour over, just use less liquid, mm-hmm. and then because the ice melts, and that's kind of I think is going to be my go to kind of cold. Um, iced coffee moving forward into the summer this time around. Yeah. Unless I just got to make a lot. You know, if you got to make a lot, then cold brew is still the way to go. Right. But yeah, I like that Japanese iced coffee because it maintains some of kind of the distinct uh, flavors and flavor notes. Whereas, you know, generally I feel like cold brews, they're just like, they're all good because they're all kind of smooth, not necessarily... Um, too high, too low in any any sense, mm-hmm. but it's like kind of consistent, which is good. Yeah, but I think that there's like different ways to go about it. Yeah, cold brews can be kind of syrupy, right? Like they can be mm-hmm. a little bit too, like yeah, just too thick tasting, um, yep. but also muted at the same time. Uh, and I do like uh, yeah Japanese iced coffee. Um, and yeah, I think for the most part. You know, if your coffee's pretty full bodied, it's gonna come out tasting good with over ice. Um mm-hmm. anyhow. Um I had a question for you regarding like um drinking coffee after eating something very flavorful. Mm. Like, do you ever eat anything before you drink coffee as like a palate cleanser? Uh I wouldn't say that I usually do. I usually try to reserve my coffee drinking so that it's separate from like me eating anything else hmm. if that makes sense yeah that's kind of you're kind of uh, lucky uh, yeah i might have talked about it before i feel like yeah it's like if i'm if i'm eating like lunch or this kind of full meal i actually don't really want to mix that with my coffee because hmm. my food has a bunch of flavors going on and then i feel like that takes away from my ability to kind of enjoy and discern 
the flavors of the coffee. Sure. So, you know, if I know I'm going to eat soon, uh, I'll usually eat first. Okay. Then brew the coffee and then do do whatever I got to do. So I, I like to separate mm. my coffee. Oh, yeah, we talked about from, this. From the rest. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Do, do you usually eat something or, or yeah, cleanse your palate in that way? Um, I mean, I don't usually uh, because coffee is just something I need. So hmm. I'm usually just eating and drinking it while I'm eating things like during breakfast, at breakfast time, like before I go to work. Or, you know, I don't know. I guess, like, when I have time to be leisurely with it, I would kind of reserve coffee on its own. Um, but, yeah, like, today I had these uh, gummy tummies from Trader Joe's, and they're very flavorful. Mm. You know, they're very fruity. They have that syrupy belly. So when you eat it, it's, like, real good. But then you're like, man, I'm about to make some coffee. Like, how do I remedy this? Because I don't want to be tasting the juiciness of the gummy tummy when I'm trying to drink the juiciness of the bloom. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm trying to finesse that on my tongue. So I actually, um, have you ever had, uh, those puffed rice crackers? Uh, I think like so. brown I rice think crackers. About. Yeah. I mean, it's not really a cracker. I don't know what I call it. They're, they're really nasty. <laughs> yes. I know some people like really circles? like them. Yeah. They're circles. Yeah. Yeah. And they taste like nothing. They taste like nothing. <laughs> and they have like, I guess people claim they have low calories and it's like low carb yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I think something like that would be a good, like, neutral thing before you uh, drink your coffee. Yeah, I, I could see that being a thing, especially if you're coming off something with a lot of flavor that might kind of have remnants left over on your palate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. Um, do, do you usually eat those? Because if you say they don't taste good, but, yeah. but you had them on hand. Yeah, I, I just bought them um, kind of... I guess maybe nostalgia, like my old roommate really loved them. And I was oh. like, man, maybe I should give them a shot again. And, yeah. uh, yeah, they're still not good. They're just, Ooh. uh, they're kind of flavorless. I don't know. Yeah. They, they make flavored versions of them. Uh, like, yeah. you know, apple cinnamon and like, you know, um, but this one was lightly salted. Um, Ooh. I feel like that's worse. <laughs> I don't know. Really? Yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of feel that way about, um, what is it, cottage cheese? I don't oh, know if you like cottage cheese. I do like cottage cheese. Oh, really? I feel like the only time, I, I used to eat it because it is like a good source of protein mm-hmm. and kind of low in calories in that sense. But every time I had to eat it, I would just like shovel it down because I was like, I don't like this, mm. but it's good for me, quote unquote good for me. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm not a big fan, but I mean, I, I eat it sometimes. Well, I don't know if cottage cheese would ever make it on a list for someone who's drinking coffee to, like, be that palate cleanser. True. True. Um, this is pretty opposite yeah, in that sense. It, yeah. <laughs> it's like drinking, yeah. It's like, um, well, I don't know. It's, like, kind of creamy. Maybe you could, like, take some cottage cheese and put it in your coffee. Ooh, and like, no. You know, don't, don't be like that. <laughs> well, I don't Ooh. know. Yeah, Shout-outs to our listeners. You know, question for y'all. If, if y'all have any uh, specific things that you like to eat before you drink coffee, you know, especially for mm. our, um, people who are out there doing some, some real intense coffee tasting, you know, the cupping and all that. Um, that's true. Like when I did that, uh, coffee tour at parks, they, they did, we had three, it was kind of like cupping, but not really. And I've shared about it on the show, mm-hmm. but they paired it with different desserts. Mm. And so, I mean, there's this side of it where it's the palate cleansing, but also with that specifically, it's like enhancing flavors mm. in a sense. Mm-hmm. So I think there's different ways to pair pair stuff together. 
I don't think I think quite deeply on that level quite yet, but you know, it's is out there if if you're good enough. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe Dill, maybe you you'll be good enough. You'll get to that level. Mhm. We will see. All right. So, this week we're talking about Dead to Me. Uh it's a new TV comedy that's recently released on Netflix. Uh, it stars Christina Applegate as a widow who's mourning the sudden loss of her husband and Linda Cardellini, her new free-spirited companion who shares a grim connection to her husband's passing. Uh, Dead to Me explores the topics of loss, grief, and forgiveness through the hilarious friendship of Jen and Judy. And it's produced by Liz Feldman, which I, who I did not realize she uh, also produced Two Broke Girls. Mm. Um, and also Will Ferrell and Adam McKay, and they, they both, uh, did a lot of the, um, Anchorman films and, uh, you know, Talladega Nights, I think as well, Step Brothers. So mm. funny group of people, uh, and we're talking about Dead to Me. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, just disclaimer at the front, there will be spoilers because <laughs> it's, it's basically impossible to talk about it without, True. I think. Yeah, I, I was briefly kind of looking up different like articles or interviews, and yeah, that's I I think the the two stars that's what they're saying in Ooh. one of the interviews where yeah it's it is pretty much impossible to talk about the show yeah. without spoilers. <laughs> so if you haven't seen it yet and you don't want it to be spoiled, you know go go watch the show, come back, and then then we can you know have a dialogue. But yeah, disclaimer up front. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which kind of you know that. <clears throat> whole spoil thing is like kind of a constant through this show is like it's always revealing little bits and pieces of the the mm-hmm. background um you know and dill i don't know if you've watched more than me i've only watched two episodes and yeah, uh yeah so you know we know a little bit more about the background but i feel like the more we'll watch this the more kind of uh the more about the husband's death we'll learn about the more about that mm-hmm. mystery is going to unravel and uh, I think from then on, it's just going to get crazy, you know. So, yeah, um, yeah what you think about this kind of dark comedy? Uh, you know, it's kind of playing off ideas of death. And, you know, what you think about the show overall? Yeah, I'm, I really enjoy the show so far. Mm. Uh, yeah, I like it a lot. I think it's it's an interesting, you know, grief is just one of those, is, is part of life. Yeah. But at the same time, I think it's hard to talk about. And then the show, they kind of open up and they kind of play off of that, right? Like, because when someone goes through loss or something, like, people just, they don't know how to deal with that. They don't know what to say. From the outside perspective. And so they just say the same cliches over and over. Right. Which is kind of how the show opens. Mm Mm-hmm. Which, like, is funny to me, at least in their their approach, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, like just like that first conversation that uh, Jen has with her neighbor, and she like comes over and brings that casserole or whatever. Oh, that Mexican lasagna. Yeah, <laughs> whatever that means. Um, yeah. Then they say there's like raisins in it. Yeah. Oh man. It's like what that's, is that's, Mexican about raisins? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's horrible. Um, but yeah, they're talking. He's like, and the neighbor's like, yeah, I don't know what it, you know. I don't. I, I don't know what you're going through. You know, kind of thing. Can't imagine. And then Jen like. Very bluntly, is like you know, it's like if your husband just got ran over all of a sudden, and you did not expect it. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I like how they kind of directly tackle it. In a sense, it's just like people don't know how to talk about grief mm-hmm. um, and loss and all that. And this show is presenting it in a in, in like a real way. Yeah, for I sure. Think. 
Yeah, so, which I think is real that people don't know how to talk about it. So people kind of deal with it differently. So yeah, overall, I like the show a lot. I feel like uh, the two main characters are really charming mm-hmm. and they're funny. I like their dynamic yeah, and great all of chemistry. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then just, there's there's like a lot of different layers going on. Like, like they're grieving stuff, but then there's this like uh, mystery surrounding Ted, mm-hmm. Jen's husband and, and all of that. So there's there's enough happening where like, I think you can sit back and enjoy it as a comedy. Yeah. But at the same time, you're like, oh, okay. There, there's a story developing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm, I like it. I'm into it. Yeah. Yeah. What, yeah. What, what are your initial impressions? Uh, yeah, man. Uh, I definitely think it's, uh, it's, it's very um, entertaining series for sure. Uh, you know, C- Christina Applegate and um, you know, uh, uh, Linda Cardellini. They do a really good job with uh, the chemistry between them two. Mm-hmm. Um, very convincing as a friend, as a friendship there. Um, you know, and I'm not a big like romantic. I mean, I'm not to say this is a romantic comedy, but I think this falls underneath the same kind of audience as like people who like Two Broke Girls or um, mm. you know, just I don't want to say I really don't want to say chick flick because that's like that's kind of pigeonholing, but yeah. it's like a buddy. It's a buddy comedy. Like it's like these are yeah. two friends. They really um, you know play off each other really well. So I, I'm not. I don't watch too many of those shows, but. Watching this is like, man, maybe I should watch some things, some things that are a little bit more lighthearted. Mm-hmm. At the same time, though, we talk a little bit about how, you know, this is a show that's like multi-layered. There's like bits and pieces of like a th- mystery thriller, like crime drama at the same time. And like you said, like, I, I wonder, too, like, you know, right now we can kind of sit back and enjoy it as a comedy. But is it going to develop to a point where it's like, oh, you can't just sit back and be like, this is funny. You have to. You also kind of have to is it becomes more than that. It's like, Oh wow, this is mm-hmm. dark or this is like a thinker or like, this is like thrilling, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like wondering once the season progresses, like how real are they going to get mm-hmm. like about grief? And right now they're, they're still showing it and like, Oh yeah, different people grieve differently and all that. Like it's still very real in that sense. Mm-hmm. But like how far into that topic are they going to dive? Uh, is I'm like wondering um, versus, you know, the whole, yeah, thriller kind of like mystery kind of thing too. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of yeah. one of those, I'm, I'm, I'm into it yeah. because this is the beginning and I feel like there's a lot of ways and directions they could take it. Right. Yeah. I mean, not to be like uh, too analytical here, but I think the way that these two characters are, their personalities kind of, um, dictate the way they, uh, grieve. Cause like mm-hmm. with, um, with Jen's character, she's like really kind of hard on the outside, but on the inside, like when she's alone, like when she went to her car after yeah. that, um, after learning about, you know, um, how Judy was a fake, uh, and she just started bawling, you know, she just started crying mm-hmm. like hysterically. And then when Judy, like when we find out that she's the person responsible for killing her husband, uh, um, yeah. Jen's husband. Yeah. There's a spoiler right there. Um, she's a kind of like deadpan, like kind of just, I mean, I know that's not your, your, the person that, you know, that's not your loved one, but you would still shed some tears or something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But she's like, you know, maybe that's kind of how pathological she is. I don't know. But yeah, on the outside, like Judy is very like bubbly and like optimistic, but I don't know on the inside and by herself, she's like, maybe not. I don't know. Um, Mm, That's a good point. Like the person they, they, portray on the outside compared to who they are when they're just themselves Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, yeah. I I really like their first interaction when they're meeting at like the like grieving oh, support group. Pastor Wayne's like, uh, grief. Uh, what are they? Yeah. Friends in heaven or something. Uh, they're, they're like talking or whatever. Like Judy makes a joke. He's like, oh yeah, because Jen hates the coffee, and Judy's like, oh I made it. Hey, I'm like oh, uh, and then she's like, oh no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. And she asks if Judy asks if she can hug her, and Jen's just like, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I think that just shows, like, in, in like, one interaction, they're per- differing personalities. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, I, I, I think it, it really works well just because they're very different. And also, just to see, like, as they become friends, how um, Jen opens up more, right? Mm-hmm. And kind of changes from, like, that person we saw in the beginning. Like, yes, she's there in that support group. Right. Um, but at the same time, she's very, like, closed off. I think she, like, doesn't even in- introduce her own name. Right, in the first episode, yeah. She's like, nope, nope, yeah. uh, not not me, nope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, you know, it's kind of this, like, stereotypical, like, uh, don't, don't want to deal, don't know how to deal kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But then you see that kind of opens up. And, and so I, I like how Jen sort of changes in some ways in in that sense. Mm-hmm, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one one other thing I really like about the show, which we're kind of touching on, uh, maybe, is the writing. Like I feel like the writing, mm-hmm. the way uh, the way the actors and deliver their lines, their lines are just good. Like you you just you just are just secure in knowing that like everything they're gonna say is like funny or has a purpose. Um, I thought it was hilarious when the 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 kids. I think and they're great actors, by the way. The kids mm-hmm. acting in in this show is great. Called uh the Adam the dad that he wished had died or something I forgot his name called him a, a twat waffle I had to look that one up I didn't know what that means <laughs> know what that meant um, that's funny. so that was funny and just you know once again the banter between Jen and Judy it's like man that's like that's like ideal friend banter like that's mm-hmm. like so funny yeah I think they they just do a really good job at making you experience the same emotions i think because like the emotion emotions is is all throughout right with grief and all that just how how they're dealing with stuff Mm -hmm. and i was just thinking about like the first episode that was an emotional roller coaster yeah like for jen right and then i feel like i felt it too in some ways Mm -hmm. you know kind of she she she's like super closed off in the beginning she missed judy and like starts opening up and is very happy Mm-hmm. And then she realizes who Judy, you know, Judy's been lying, right? Mm-hmm. And so she's pissed again. And so it's just these ups, ups and downs. And I was like, all this in one episode. Yeah. It was like so much happened in that pilot. I mean, I think it was a little longer than the second episode. It was like 30 but, minutes or so, 35 maybe. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I feel like they just really, like, yeah, the acting, the delivery just kind of helps um, sell it, right? Mm-hmm. I think. Not in, like, any... Like trying too hard or anything, it just feels very genuine. Yeah, and what what they're doing and like, yeah, I I really like the two sons. Yeah, they're just so different. Yeah. Like the older one is just like a hater, which you know makes sense. He's like a teenager, teenager. Or yep. Yeah, and the younger one, he's just he's just happy. He's just there. <laughs> yeah, like, I think he's just like this comedic like echo of whatever the mom is saying. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's like, yeah, I, I like that too. You know, he doesn't <laughs> say much, but it, it's funny. So. It is, and, and low key, I think this show actually portrays um, teenagers and parenting a teenager very, um, very accurately. I would say, mm. you know, like I work in a middle school, so I, I see a lot of teenagers, and yeah, that kid is exactly the kinds of kids that are in my schools, like mm. you know, playing those video games with the chicks with the watermelon boobs. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Hilarious. 
Um, and just, yeah, kind of being, you know, obsessed with kind of being this hater or like being into like, you know, drugs or like, you know, just kind of being just this antagonist personality mm-hmm. uh, and kind of being snarky. Like that is adolescence. And it's just the way that the mom handles that too is like, she tries to be snarky back, right? Like mm-hmm. at that point in parenting, you're not like just trying to speak wisdom. You're just trying to one up your kid. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. and then con- in contrast, the way she treats her youngest child, I mean, you could just tell it's like a real motherly love mm-hmm. and bond. There's, there's a couple of scenes where she's like, you know, hugging him in the bed and sleeping with him. Um, so just kind of a low key comment there about parenting. I thought that was very, you know, very neatly kind of tucked in there. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you can kind of, you, you sort of get the feel because, I mean, the kids are dealing with losing their dad. Like, they, they don't really talk about that too much from their perspective. Mm-hmm. But, like, obviously, like, Jen is kind of a mess. Like, she she's keeping it together, right? Yeah. But I mean, in, in moments of weakness, like, I mean, you, she's still mourning, right? And so I feel like it's like she's trying to deal with that side, but still trying to deal with the kids. Like, mm-hmm. there's just, like, a lot to balance. And I, I think they just really, really show that. Yeah. So, um, you know, as the plot develops, we learn about Steve, um, Steve, Judy's ex, and mm-hmm. he actually turns out to be someone we're familiar with. Oh, yes. Uh, Teddy, Teddy from Good Sweetwater. Um, but yeah, we learn about him and how he was actually at the end of episode two, right there when, when, um, Judy hits, uh, Ted yes. and he was in the car. Um, but he's all, he's this, um, you know, you know, everyone in this show is pretty well-to-do, but he has this really well-to-do guy with this house that he's now um, selling through uh, Jen as the realtor. So mm. what did you think about um, Teddy <laughs> in, um, in, in this show? What did you think about Steve and kind of, yeah, what's your, what's, what's your take on him? Yes, that, that Westworld crossover, man. Oh, well, we, well, I, I save it for later. I okay. got crazy, like, anyways, You got theories? Anyways. Um, yeah, okay, anyways, okay. yeah, like, when, in, in episode one, when we find out that Steve is alive, mm-hmm. I did not expect that. Ooh, um, you did not Yeah, I, I was pretty that. surprised, you know, because uh, cause I think, like, Jen, like, goes over to try to surprise Judy so they can hang out, because just, you know, they're friends, they're right. hanging out a lot. She's like, I, I know where you live, I'm on the way, oh, I'm on the way, I'm going to be there, mm-hmm. you know, and then Judy, like, freaks out, because she knows what, what she's going to find. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, shoot, like, I, I was mad, too, basically, <laughs> you know, I was <laughs> like, hey, Judy, you're a liar. You're into <laughs> this, bro. Yeah, yeah, you know, I was, I was, I was sold, like, on, on this, yeah. trying, trying to, trying to feel, feel for the characters. Yeah. And so, yeah, I was pretty surprised, and... Him like even before the the reveal at the end of episode two, where like he was there too when Ted got run over. Like mm-hmm. even before that, I was kind of like, I don't know like his motivations. Like you know, Judy, he says that she's a little crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, she kind of seems that way in terms of like she she lies and and all isn't always truthful. Yeah, but I'm just like I don't know his story yet. Yeah, you know. He could just he could just be as worse than maybe like Judy or whatever. Like I, I still don't know. Mm-hmm. Especially now, given that we we kind of get that reveal, like he was there too, mm-hmm. and now like he's trying to break up or he did break up with Judy. Yeah, 
kind of thing. So it was like, hmm, like I don't think Steve is so innocent here. Yeah. Uh, but one of my questions at the end was like, I don't, I don't know if Steve, like, does Steve know who Jen is? Hmm. Like in terms of Ted, right? Yeah. You, like, cause it, you mean before? It doesn't, I don't think it says. I mean, because he's, I mean, uh, he's hired Jen as his realtor to sell his house. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, yeah. I, right now, I, I want to like say that he doesn't know who she is. But I don't know. I, but I don't okay, think I'm like sold see on this. That. This is this is where I am. I, I I get what you're saying because I had that question too, and I watched it a second time today, Ooh. episode two, and I think Teddy. I'm sorry, not Teddy. I think Steve <laughs> <laughs> falling into old habits here. I think Steve does know who Jen is. Ooh. Uh, reason being, when I went back and watched the scene where uh, Judy goes to his workplace. And they had the whole interaction with the girl. That was funny, too. I was mm-hmm. about to say, I was like, girl, what are you doing? Girl, I know. Yeah. <laughs> she wrote something on his desk on That's a sticky right. note. That's right. So, and that was the morning before she met up with, uh, with when Jen, before Jen met up with uh, Steve. Mm. So I wonder if Judy gave Jen kind of the heads up. And then when they did the tour, that Steve had manufactured this whole, like, baby room thing. Because then mm. that would make uh, Judy's story again not real about having the miscarriages. Ooh, so so you think she's lying about the miscarriages I think, too? I think she's lying about the miscarriages. Yeah. Oh, so you 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 feel like their their sinisterness runs deep? I think they straight up con artists. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Interesting. That's my theory. Mm. So, but what what about the flashbacks though? Like it shows Judy in the hospital, right? Yeah. You think uh, that's just like tight, like maybe the flashback will just progressively get more mm-hmm. and more of the scene and yes. it'll just like totally be something else. Exactly. Exactly. And also mm. this is a weird Easter egg, but I wrote this down. Did you notice that in the hospital, when they showed the rooms on the right behind her in on the wall, mm-hmm. the very top, it says the name of the hospital and guess what the name is? Hmm. It's called Bluffs. Ooh, I did not see that. Yeah. Interesting. I was like, interesting. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think I just want to like hope the best of people, but I don't know that's not that's not how TV shows work. Mm-hmm. That's not how drama works. Yeah. Um. But I, it's also it's hard for me to grasp. Like, I mean, I, I think it's totally possible. Like, where the show could go in that direction. Mm-hmm. It's just like hard for me to grasp. Like what they're trying to do like if judy and um steve are still like together they're planning some weird plot mm-hmm. like this is very elaborate yeah yeah um i mean it's possible but i was just kind of like oh man like they judy is bef- befriending jen like moving in with her and then steve is having jen sell his house like mm. what's their like end game here what was their end goal here you know like if if they are indeed working together right right i don't think i see the picture quite yet but i I think it's totally possible yeah as they reveal more and more things it could be yeah like um like we said at the top of the show like this show has layers um you know and and i kind of felt like it wasn't just going to be a straight up comedy when Mm. all the tonal changes throughout this show like in a single Mm. episode just in the music 
it's always changing, like from something yeah. kind of upbeat and fast paced to something just really somber and morbid. Like, um, mm. yeah, just when they bring in those keys, like the piano and like, you know, yeah. just really sad sounding. It's like, and then like kind of the, the foreboding music too, like when it flashes yeah. back to the husband's death. So I definitely mm. think that the show has a lot more than what, you know, there's a lot more going on in the background than we're aware of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, the the show is gonna continue just like to hit us with information that's just like this ain't no just like lighthearted comedy mm-hmm. up in here. It's 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 gonna do something. Yeah. Like it's it's gonna make that shift, I think. Mm. Um Yeah. So we'll see. I don't know if I'll be ready, man. <laughs> but you know, we'll we'll watch it and we'll see. Yeah. I have a couple uh I have well, you you did ask a question about the um, the miss we did talk about the miscarriages and whether those were real or not. Another question I had was, why was Jen's husband even out there on the road by himself? Like, why yeah. was he even? It was like super late at night. It, it seemed like a pretty big, like a big road. So, yeah. like, why was he out there on his own? Did she say he was running? I I think was he running? Okay. Um, I I want to say that's why he was out there. I'm not hundred percent sure. I know that. She says Ted likes running a lot. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and I think I, I either just assumed or, yeah, I don't remember exactly. But I think my assumption is that he was running on the road. Okay. But, I mean, hey, you never know. Yeah. It could be tied in maybe with the just the, the sinisterness of everything going on. Maybe he's a yeah. shady character, too. Could be. Mm-hmm. That, that, that'd be, like, a huge departure from the original premise of the show. <laughs> It's like this this lady just grieving the loss of her husband. Intro these two sinister people, Bonnie and Clyde or something. Yeah, up in here. right. And then intro her husband, super sinister too, or something. Yeah, and they're trying to they're doing like a hit job or something. Oh man. Because he's part of some like Les Paul guitar like smuggling <laughs> business. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that'd be crazy. Yeah. Hmm. Anything else yeah, from you, man? I, I think, I, you know, I kind of asked a little bit about Steve's motivation, and then I'm still, like, curious, like, yeah, what what is Judy's motivation? Like, because mm-hmm. Steve, I, I think it's, it's possible, like, all the things that you were suggesting is just, like, unknown to me right now. Yeah. But Judy is very intentionally doing something here where she, she knows who Jen is, mm-hmm. obviously. She's inserting herself into her life, mm-hmm. and like I'm just like, what, what, what you doing? You know, right? Um, so that's that's kind of like where I'm at, where I'm like, yeah, even like when when she originally, like when she got caught, when she, like Steve was still alive, and she came up with the miscarriage thing, mm-hmm. I, I I wasn't super on board with it either. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, so I'm, I don't know, yeah. But that, that's kind of like, yeah, I don't know what what everybody's motivations are here. Um, and then, and then like the only really gripe I have so far right now is like, who, who invites a stranger to live at your house <laughs> with when you have two kids? Yeah. Like that's the only part like that doesn't super make sense, especially when she like straight up lied about something really big. Like, yeah, you can believe the miscarriage thing, like all that. Like you can still be friends. Yeah. I think that's cool. But you don't, she just like kind of dove in and was like, Hey, come live in my guest house. True. Yeah, you're thinking like, like the what? older son now. Like that's crazy. Like she could be a crazy stalker, crazy person. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe Jen. You know, she's grieving. So maybe grief just True. does things to you. You know, you, you wanna 
feel like you're attached to someone in this world, you know, and, yeah. and she, maybe she, she's, she's never had that. The only person she had it with was with Ted. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it is kind of a strange, like, I think, yeah, that kind of touches what I was going to say. Like overall the show, very interesting, very likable, very watchable, but some things are unrelatable. Um, mm. you know, like these people might be middle class in California, but man, they're like balling. You know, the house. <laughs> they, they rich straight up. You got a guest house in your backyard. Um, you got a pool. Like, yeah, these people are very well to do. And, um, yeah, that's just like a little bit unrelatable to me. Mm. Mm. That's true. I mean, I think. I mean, it might come into play later in the story. I think right now is kind of one of those. It just allows them, allows the writers freedom hmm. because like they, they ran Ted over with their nice Mustang yeah. and then they can hide it because they have like 10 other cars or something. You're right. <laughs> yeah. So that's, yeah, that's interesting. I, I didn't think too much about that, but that it totally makes sense where I'm like, yeah, these people are super rich. Mm hmm. Um, even Ted's like, um, you know, studio space is, is like really nice. He got all these instruments up in there yeah. and all that stuff. Uh, well, I was like, I feel like this show is sponsored by blue or something like <laughs> the, the, the microphone mic- makers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they like very clearly show two of the blue microphones, like the blue Yeti and the and raspberry. I don't know what the other one is called. The other one that's like $200. I think it's, it's raspberry. Like costs a bit more. I was like, what's up with that? Because I was like, if, if this man a real musician, I don't think he would have blue microphones, but whatever. Yeah, and what do you do with, like, six guitars all in the same area? Yeah. It's like, do you have, <laughs> just you have a six-guitar band? Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh... So, yeah, there, there's some aspects where I'm like, all right. I mean, you know, maybe it's just, like, rich people do what rich people do. True. I don't know. Um... Yeah, but then Jan was like, because I think Judy told Jan where where she lives in whatever area that was, and she was like, oh, you know, like kind of surprised. Like, that's yeah. a very nice place where, you know, obviously where, where Steve's house is like crazy. Right. Um, but then I'm like, Jan, your house pretty nice too. It's a little bit smaller for sure, but, you know, it's still nice. Yeah. I think it was Newport so, Beach that, you know, she said, and she's like, oh, you don't look like you, you belong there. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man. What you, What do you think about the show so far? What would you rate it? You know, five mm. uh, out of five for uh, the first two episodes. Yeah, I would give it a solid four so far. Okay. I think like it's funny. Like it balances all the things that it should. Like I think it's doing everything right so far. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it, it's funny, but also there's like showing that there is more depth to the show. Yeah. And then it's slowly like drawing you in by rolling that stuff out. So I feel like it's got, right now it's like, like I said, it could go anywhere yeah. and that's a good thing for me because I'm interested. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, solid four. What, what about you? Yeah, I would give it a, a four out of five also, a strong four out of five. Um, I think the show has has a lot to offer. Um, it's very entertaining. Uh, acting is great. Um, it's a very watchable show. Like you could be watching it um, kind of full attention. You could put it in the background um you know it's funny uh and and it has that those thrilling aspects to it as well so really looking forward to the rest of the show yeah yeah and 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 the show is just really real too like i think it still it still drops in like jen is still grieving 
And so she still they still have those scenes like she when she goes into the studio for the first time and like you know it's very emotional mm-hmm. and all that or like when when she's like grieving through um, listening to heavy metal yeah <laughs> that was funny uh, I, I like I think it's after the scene where where Jen confronts Judy at the at the um, grieving support group and she like gets back in her car and she's all mad. She starts the car and then the heavy metal just is like blasting for like two seconds. Uh-huh. And she um, turns it like, off. It's like little stuff like that. I, I think it's just, it's, it's funny. Um, but yeah, so it, it still keeps it real. I think and it still keeps it like focused mm-hmm. where it's like, cause there's so much going on that they could potentially lose, lose sight of like the core premise. Yeah. But yeah, so it's good. I'm yeah. I have high hopes. So we'll see where it goes. It it can I mean it, it has to be good. I mean, right? It's like so well produced, like, you know, Will Farrell, Adam McKay. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like really they they gotta they gotta do they gotta pull it off. I mean it's and it and it does feel that way. This show feels very well produced. Like yeah. the the writing, the the directing, everything is on point for sure. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Well, yeah, cool, man. I uh, look forward to chatting about the um, next two episodes in our following pod. Um, but I'll let you take it away, Dill, for, you Definitely. know. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward, too, to the next few episodes of, of the show. But for the meantime, we're going to end this pod, as we always do, by asking each other what's making us happy this week. So, Joe, what's making you happy, man? Yeah. Um, so, you know, like I said, I do work in a school district and one of the schools I'm at is a middle school and they actually just had their carnival on Friday. It's um, a yearly event, one of the two big socials in, during the school year. And uh, they had, you know, uh, like a blow up obstacle course, they had a dunk booth, they had animal painting, they had a three on three basketball tournament. So it's like a lot of fun for our kids. And, um, the one thing that was very, uh, kind of funny or just kind of where I got to be the hero for the week was they had a DJ actually and our DJ, um, I won't drop any names, but was playing some music that the kids weren't too excited about. Mm. And so I came through with my Spotify premium account because he was using a radio that was just like playing random music. I was like, no, 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 we gotta, we gotta, we gotta really fine tune this. So <clears throat> I was taking requests and, and everything. So I ended up playing like Old Town Road. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Play like, uh, you know, God's Plan. Um, you know, some kids requested oh. like the Beatles, like Revolution. Oh, uh, all right. Some, play, some requested um, that I Got a Feeling, that song. Mm. Um, no, Some Kind of Feeling by, you know, uh, Blue Swedes, I think, or something. So it was just cool just like, you know, being the DJ at, at my school and just, you know, having all the kids dance. Like they did the uh cha cha slide and cupid mm-hmm. shuffle. It's mm-hmm. funny how like these these kids who are like so much younger than me, they they know how to do all these dances. So mm. um yeah, it was just really good. It put a smile on my face and it was was cool to kind of be the DJ for a day. Oh yeah. That, that, that is fun. Yeah. What about you, man? Yeah, uh, so it is uh, May or so, so, you know, pe- people are graduating, schools finishing up and all that stuff, and so earlier this week, uh, with, with a group of friends, uh, to celebrate uh, two two friends that, that were gra- that graduated or gradu- or graduating, a bunch of us went to Lucky City, you know, hey. my go-to Chinese restaurant in yep. Plano, uh, but it's, it's interesting because, you know, I... I 
in terms of like ch- good Chinese food and all that stuff, like I think I generally only eat it with my parents or other family. Hmm. And I realize it's like pretty rare for me to eat that stuff like with just friends. Oh, okay. Um, so like dim sum, I've only had it with like not family probably like twice ever in my really? life. Yeah, yeah. Like one is it's like crazy expensive. So, True. You know, I, I ain't trying to pay for that on my own. You know, you go with the family, <laughs> you're not paying. Um but yeah, also it's just one of the yeah. For some reason, I just feel like a lot of times more of the traditional food or whatever is like at least in my experience has been reserved for family. Mm-hmm. But it is nice, you know, because uh, the friends I went with uh, were generally all all Chinese or or East Asian. Um, so just being able to eat that <laughs> food together is uh, is it was good. Nice. So it is it a good time and just celebrating people and and whatnot. Okay, so nice. plus just Lucky City because I go there all the time. Absolutely. Okay, so yeah. here's the real question then. Um, did y'all fight over the bill or did y'all go Dutch? Nah, we go Dutch. <laughs> you, you know what it is? Uh, yeah, we, we, we're, we're, not, we're not old aunties and uncle level yet. Yeah. We don't yeah. just have Plus, disposable like, income like that. Well, one, it is actually really, that's another thing, is really affordable. Oh, okay. Like, like compared to if we just all went some like other place we would have normally gone, like it would cost a lot more for us to eat. But because, you know, we go family style, we're sharing mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And, like, there's also some, like, Lucky City hacks to, oh. to make it even more affordable. Okay. Um, so, you got to tell uh, me after the show. Yeah, yeah, you know, keep it, keep it on the down low. But, um, yeah, so it's actually really cheap. Mm. So someone totally could have done it. Not It's not, I mean, it's like a big group of young adults, a bunch of friends. Like, yeah. I don't think anyone has an expectation that someone's going to pay, like, kind of thing. It's just, like, not really necessary. Mm. But if someone did, it would have been affordable compared to something else, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. So, good food, good good friends. Yeah, we got a place like that in Houston um, where, uh, yeah, it's, like, really affordable, big portions, and solid yeah. food. It's called uh, Crown Seafood, if you're ever down in uh, Houston, uh, on All Bel right. Air. Uh, yeah, very much a Canto establishment. Uh, and nice. also, yeah, they're those, you know, special words you might want to tell the waiter to get, you know, the, the yeah. special tea or something like that, or like the special chili sauce. They'll bring that up for you. Uh, but yeah, man, always a good time with food. Always. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Cool, cool. Well, this was the Pour Over Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at pourover underscore show to stay up to date with the Pour Over gang. Our artwork is by Daniel Liu. Find him on Instagram at Here Comes Daniel. Music is by Joshua Yin. You can listen to his other tracks on soundcloud.com slash kidmajestic. One word. Thanks for joining us and take care. Peace. Okay, yeah, so so you were just saying something about Teddy and this is a continuation of him? Yeah, so my... Oh yeah! Oh, sorry about the static. Um, I don't know about my microphone, but anyway, my my conspiracy okay. theory it just adds yes. to the conspiracy, yeah, you know, because yeah, yeah. the government's listening right now. But um, my conspiracy theory, Westworld spoilers, and and uh, and dead to, well, dead to me spoilers. We already got that. But you know, Steve <laughs> is still Teddy uh, after season two in Westworld. They escaped okay. from Westworld, and you know, Teddy out here. <laughs> he got printed a new body. And now he he's living it up in yeah, Newport yeah. Beach or whatever it is, and uh, this is their 
you know, may, maybe Ooh. Judy is a host too. Oh, and like this is them trying to like take shoot. over and get at the humans and be like you know what humans, I'm be normal. Like hit hit them when they down, when they're grieving wow. or whatever. Uh, maybe Jan got some weird connections, but yeah, um, Teddy out here in the real world, he's rich and uh, he's ready to take over. So that's my that's conspiracy next level, theory. man. Yep. Yeah, it's the ultimate crossover <laughs> event right there. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, cause I, I was, like, writing my notes. I was like, man, I'm happy for Teddy. He's rich and, uh, you know, seems to overall have a nice life. And Except for, you know, the, the Judy relationship aspect. And then I was like, wait, what if it is Teddy still? Yeah, but, I mean, if it's not, though, but it's like Teddy's, or if it is, I was like, man, Teddy's tasting women, though. Like, they're very intense and not... Not your average woman, Dolores and Judy. So, or maybe it is Dolores in Judy's body. Oh. Conspiracy theory. Drop the mic. I'm out.